0: A direct quote from ESPN's Jeff Passan, one team opposing organizations expect to sign at least one top-end Scott Boris client, the San Francisco Giants. You are locked on Giants. Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Caspic, and on this show, we provide episodes three days a week for now, back to five days a week when pitchers and catchers report. Ten months out of the year, five days a week, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's. Data driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites beyond the box score and rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 20. 20- 15 and i'm a lifelong fan thanks again for making locked on giants your first listen every day we're free and free and available wherever it is that you get your podcast including youtube so check us out there if you have not already and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show today's episode is brought to you by fanduel make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet, that's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And where we get started is that uh, ESPN's Jeff Passan, it's funny, somebody asked me in a recent mailbag episode, it was actually the last episode we did, um, like, who can the average fan or whatever, like, the, like, like a casual fan, who can we trust? Because this offseason has been full of misinformation, and that the the asker is correct it has been a bad off season for reporters but the number one guy i mentioned was espn's jeff passen like he's the most reliable baseball reporter out there at it's certainly in the top 2 or 3 like he he's not just somebody out here throwing out random uh bits of information he's kind of all facts and very uh dialed in and and in the know and so yeah the direct quote Again, one team opposing organizations expect to sign at least one top-end Boris client, the San Francisco Giants. Um, And when he's talking about uh, the uh, top-end Scott Boris clients, it's basically the Boris big four. And those players are Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, and Matt Chapman. And you can make a case those are the best four players remaining in free agency. And also note that he says at least one. And so I posted this on Twitter, just kind of gave the quote just informationally. I think it's uh, for fans, you know, you want to, again, it's passing. It's not just like some random person on Twitter claiming they have sources or whatever. Um, but, you know, some of the replies were just like, you know, basically I'll believe it when I see it. And that's fair. That's fair. But also there was some, like, I have zero faith in this regime to actually get anything done. Well, that's less fair, I think, because, you know, the jo- previous regimes were also not known for signing top end free agents despite their best efforts. Um, but what, what Passon says, and I completely agree is whether it's Chapman or, or snell or both the giants have the money and incentive to make a splash and i totally agree and i just think uh basically the way you know it's january 3rd today and the Giants haven't been very active. They've made one significant addition with Jung-Hoo Lee, $113 million before the posting fee, which brings it up significantly. It's like another $19 million on top of that. Um, but it's not like they've been inactive in an active market. They, they, it has just not been an active market. There's just like... Basically, there was uh, Otani and Yamamoto... And those were the top guys, also Aaron Nola. Um, but other than that, like top names just haven't been flying off the board. And in fact, top names are just sitting here. There's just, I was looking today, there's like 205 free agents out there right now. Now, obviously, a lot of them wouldn't move the needle at all. But uh, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, th- that's a that's a foursome that... Uh, You know, if you land at least one of those guys, then you're starting to, you do move the needle a little bit. Like these are needle moving players. Um, particularly I, I'm just kind of like uh, zeroing in on Blake Snell as a really good fit. I think there, there's a wrinkle here and we'll get into it a little bit later. And that is, uh, Shota Imanaga, um, because he has a posting window and that posting window is, almost over and so I could see how that you know if you're Scott Boris or if you're a team how you kind of want to wait to perhaps want to wait to see how that plays out before um you know maybe Snell and Montgomery sign because we have a firm deadline on this fellow left-handed starting pitcher Imanaga and we'll get to what Passan has to say about Imanaga a little bit later but um Let me just reiterate for those who have missed it or whatever, that basically the Giants have made it pretty clear, like Farhan Zaidi, the president of baseball operations has literally like just been clear in saying that, um, you know, on the position player side, uh, the goal being to get like more athletic and younger that it's hard to do that in free agency. Right. Because like by definition, these are players who have at least six years or yeah, at at least six years of service time. So sometimes, you know, that means you've been in the league seven or eight years actually. Uh, and so by definition, like you're not young usually, Right. Unless you came into the league at a super young age, in which case you're probably a superstar. Um, if you're reaching free agency in like your mid twenties and those guys just aren't out there. I guess there, there is one guy in Cody Bellinger. He's 28. He's going to be entering his age 28 season. And I am intrigued. Like there's a lot of danger and risk with Cody Bellinger, but also at the same time, you're talking about a guy who's 28 years old and coming off a good season. Won an MVP at age 23, hit 47 home runs that year. Uh, there's a lot of upside in a Cody Bellinger, but yeah, I mean. Uh, anyway, le- okay, let me finish what I was saying. Farhan Zaidi has said that it's it's harder to get like younger and more athletic uh, in free agency, and so there would they would be more likely to like sign pitching and trade. For position players so they did get jung hu lee like note that jung hu lee is only 25 years old so he was a rare exception to that point about players being typically older when they reach free agency because he was an international free agent and he started playing in korea as a teenager and so uh anyway they did end up getting a, a rare very young position player in jung hu lee so that's a good thing um, but so I would still kind of tilt towards expecting them to kind of do what they said or um, better put, like we should, we should take that seriously. And when we're talking about signing, starting pitching, they also were very clear that they're not looking for pitching depth. They're looking at the top of the market. And so um, Otani, Otani, you know, kind of sort of counts as a pitcher, even though he's going to miss 2024 20, on the mound. Um, and then there was Yamamoto and Aaron Nola, but other than that, we're looking at Blake Snell. We're looking at Jordan Montgomery. We're looking at Shota Imanaga. And so I think like that's why I've, I've kind of zeroed in on Snell, as I've said, because he's got to me, like, probably like the stuff gives him the highest upside of any pitcher left on the market the guy literally just won the cy young award second time he's won a cy young award um and he's got strikeout stuff and and for the giants like like pass said they have the what did he say they have the um the money and the incentive to make a splash and i completely agree and anyone who's like feeling really pessimistic or whatever is i think i understand it but there's no reason to feel that way at this point it's just been a slow market. So coming up next, I want to get into what's going on with Shota Imanaga. Who is he and and what is going on with this deadline? We'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So you can just bet uh, 5 bucks, you know, on the 49ers, even though they're not going to go out there and put their best team out there because they clinched the number one seed. Ha ha. Um, and even so, they're favorites here uh, at minus 196. But you place a $5 bet... FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Win or lose, you get 150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There are many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets uh, in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, um, which is the best way to find popular parlays and more. So again, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, as promised, we're going to get into Shota Imanaga a little bit and kind of tie in with how, you know, he's just another left-handed starter along with the other two good left-handed starters out there in Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. And so I think that his impending Close of his posting window is perhaps you know, there's so many different things that we've said. This is holding up the market. This is holding up the market. First it was Otani, then it was Yamamoto and now I'm saying Imanaga could be holding up the market for Snell and Montgomery. And I think that's very real potentially. Anyway, thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day or three days a week for now. Two months out of you out of the year in the slow season. Uh it's three days a week. And then 10 months out of the year, daily, Monday through Friday. Also, Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Anyway, Shota Imanaga, he is a left-handed pitcher out of Japan. If you watch the World Baseball Classic and watched the championship game, you probably don't remember. I don't, like, remember vividly him, like, what he was featuring. But Shota Imanaga started for Japan in that championship game against Team USA. Uh, and what I saw, he's a left-handed pitcher. He's 30 years old. He turned 30 on September 1st. Uh, And, you know, the stuff like played up, it was, it was not overwhelming stuff, but the hitters, you know, that, that USA team had one of the most loaded lineups you'll ever see put together. It might've been the best lineup in like in the history, like the best compilation of hitters you'll ever put together in a lineup. And, I'm pretty sure he shut him down. Like he and and it was just like kind of finesse. And so this guy is interesting, but if you look at the the kind of projections, specifically I only have steamer projections for Shota Imanaga. Steamer is just a projection system that they feature on fangraphs.com. So if you just search for Shota Imanaga What you're going to see, he has no track record, obviously, in the major leagues. So it's just projections that are being shown. And what stands out to me is that he's projected for an above average strikeout rate at the major league level, like to strike out major league hitters at an above average rate. And then he's also got that really good command that I already kind of witnessed and we know about. And overall, the projection here is for a 384 era which is pr- and that's in a neutral site right like when they do a projection for a free agent and especially a player who's never played in the major leagues the the projection is at a neutral like a like a league average i should say kind of offensive environment so if you put you know and and the home runs per 9 projection is at 1.24 so i would say like if you put this player in Oracle park. And suddenly those home runs are going to go down because even though the park has become fairer over the years, it's still not a home run park at all. And so, you know, I would like, if you put them in a giants uniform, these numbers are going to improve to the point where, you know, maybe that home runs per nine projection is under one and, You know, anything one or below is, is very passable in today's game. And that ERA projection probably would come down to like 3.6 or something. And, and all of a sudden, like, this is an attractive option. And that's why I think, like, if you're the Giants and you're like interested in Snell and Montgomery, you're probably also interested in Shota Imanaga and his posting window it was a 45-day window, and we are a week from tomorrow away from the end of it. It's January 11th is the end of the posting window. And Passan, Jeff Passan of ESPN had this to say about Imanaga. He says, quote, executives told ESPN Imanaga is likely to reach nine figures as well. Um I don't know who he's t- referring to as well, but So 100 million plus. And then Passon says at this price point, below what Snell and Montgomery expect to fetch, Imanaga's options should be plentiful. All of the usual suspects could use more starting pitching. San Francisco, first team mentioned, both New York teams, both Los Angeles teams, Boston, even Philadelphia could make a play for Imanaga. Wherever he lands, it's going to happen soon. Imanaga's 45-day posting window expires January 11th. His market will pick up this week, sources said, bringing another talented Japanese arm stateside, end quote. And so it's a little bit frustrating that we just continue to have these factors that are causing the market to be slow. Um, It's not necessarily true that it was I think it is, though, to be in my opinion. Otani certainly held up the market. Yamamoto certainly held up the market. And now Imanaga, the fact that he hasn't signed and his posting window expires in a week, uh, it, that would hold up the market for Snell and Montgomery. Because if you're Scott Boris, you want to kind of like that Imanaga. I don't know who his agent is, but, uh, you know there's a forced deadline for Imanaga. Whereas if you're Scott Boris and you're looking at like Imanaga could be a Scott Boris client. I don't think he is though, but your pitchers don't have a deadline. And so you can just sit back and wait for Imanaga's deadline to come and go and for him to sign somewhere. And then, you know, the teams that were in on him suddenly have to turn to your guys. If they're looking to add, High end starting pitching. And I wouldn't put Imanaga like so much below certainly Jordan Montgomery, but Blake Snell either. They're very different. Like Imanaga and Snell kind of project to be like almost polar opposites of each other, with Imanaga being more of a command specialist. Um, but I'm, in, I'm impressed by that strikeout rate projection. Uh, but Snell kind of like n- notoriously doesn't have good, Command, but has really good stuff and strikeout ability. So either way, like what I think is that the Giants, I kind of, I feel like Montgomery is like the boring option here. And so I've kind of, I just kind of have assumed that he he doesn't end up with the Giants, but I, you know, he's got good numbers. He was, he's just been really good since he was traded to the Cardinals from the Yankees about a year and a half ago. But I'm looking at Blake Snell, and I'm looking at Imanaga as like, I see the Giants getting, I mean, hey, I'll use passing in terms, at least one of these two guys. And let's not forget, again, that the Giants have telegraphed that they're more likely to trade for position players than sign them. And so Matt Chapman, like as much talk as there's been about Matt Chapman, and it's interesting it's just confusing a little bit like to to analyze because he is and he isn't a fit simultaneously. And so I kind of lean towards isn't because of his age and because they already have kind of in-house options that I'm not convinced are worse than him enough to justify the enormous price difference that there would be, and so it's like those resources may be better spent elsewhere. Like I, I'd probably prefer like a Cody Bellinger over a Matt Chapman. But what you know, what do I know? And and at the same time, uh, I, I'm just I'm gonna actually take kind of more of a hard stance here. Sometimes I'm kind of wishy washy, but like I worry about a Matt Chapman deal. If the Giants were to make it, because he's just a flawed hitter. A lot of strikeouts, a lot of swing and miss. And defense, you know, when that starts to deteriorate, which it does actually, my understanding is that defense is kind of actually somewhat to me counterintuitively quicker to decline than offensive ability. That then you know, suddenly you're looking at like like a Evan Longoria type of situation. They brought him in in the same type of at the same type of age point at like 31, five year deal. Uh, it was five year deal that they traded for, and uh, you know, so you'd be getting Chapman for age 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, and I'm I'm just not sure that that's what you want to do when you're, especially again they they made the point. We want to be younger and more athletic and better defensively. So it's that's why it's confusing because right now Chapman is really good defensively, but he doesn't make them younger and, you know, athletic, like that's declining rapidly as you get in, as you move into your mid thirties. And so anyway, when we're talking about Passon's report that, you know, rival teams expect the Giants to sign at least one top-end Scott Boris client. You know, I'd I'd probably for me, I'm I may be like Bellinger and Snell as opposed to like Chapman or Montgomery. That's kind of but Imanaga is the wild card in there. So that's that. So anyway, coming up in just a minute. More from this past an article, he mentions the Giants in two other contexts, in the relief pitcher market and in the market for veteran bats, and that the Giants are, in fact, one of the teams kind of in that mix. And so we'll explain what he has to say in just a minute and before we do. All right, as promised, more from this uh jeff pass in peace thankfully jeff passed out here providing some content in a very very slow off season it is unfortunately uh reminiscent of like several years ago we had a couple years where the market was hot the last couple years but before that we had some really slow off seasons and and here we are again um having a really slow mlb off season like we're not that far away from being like a month away from the start of spring training and there's like I said 206 or so free agents including many of you know like I I think I think this still stands because nothing has happened in the last um week or so uh, seven of the top 10 MLB trade rumors free agents are unsigned and that's kind of wild at in, on January 3rd. That is pretty wild. It is a weak free agent class. That's part of what's going on here. And maybe these guys want to be paid like they're, you know, top free agents, but they're like, everybody's flawed to an extent. Like Blake Snell has his walk problems. Jordan Montgomery. I just don't see as a 150 plus million dollar pitcher. Personally doesn't strike a lot of people out. And that concerns me um, for that kind of money. And Cody Bellinger uh, had those miserable seasons with the Dodgers and and the underlying metrics weren't there last year, despite the overall kind of actual tangible numbers being really good. And Matt Chapman, like I said, age is a concern and the, the bat is flawed in some ways. We're talking low batting average strikeouts. And so, yeah, but. You know, some of these guys have enough upside that I don't care. And I, I still think the Giants should and will. Uh, ultimately, I agree. Opposing teams think this. I think this, too, that the Giants will end up with at least one of those guys. And then I would add Imanaga to that list. OK, but Passon had more to say. He says about the relief pitcher market, which includes Josh Hader and and he names three uh, relievers specifically who I will mention. Hader being the top guy. He says whether it's the Yankees, Phillies, Giants, Angels, Rangers, Dodgers, Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, Houston Astros, or perhaps another front office that sees the opportunity for a smart deal. Teams trying to win understand how much better their bullpens will be with any of the three. With any of the three, and and who he's talking about are. Josh Hader, Jordan Hicks, and Robert Stevenson, who struck out 43% of batters and uh, walked just 5.7 following his June 2nd trade to Tampa Bay. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, we've, again, the Giants have been vocal about pitching being uh some... Actually, let me just point this out. Farhan Zaidi, I believe, said at some point not too long ago that they, uh, did anticipate going into the season with only Taylor Rogers and, um, they added another l- young lefty is Eric Miller, uh, to the 40 man over the offseason to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. I may be wrong on the name, but he's a guy with no major league experience and he said that they, didn't anticipate adding another lefty reliever. And so maybe that does like take them out on Josh Hader. But what I'm trying to say is like, it just seems to me like the Giants are well positioned to just kind of spend on run prevention because they just are having the hardest time bringing in high profile impact hitters. But, you know, you could go out there and sign Blake Snell and, Josh Hader. And like all of a sudden, you know, you've got, you give yourself a super bullpen with Hader and Duvall at the end of it, and give yourself a great one two pairing with Logan Webb and Blake Snell. And then like suddenly, you know, then trade for some defense, you know, and then all of a sudden your run prevention game just looks super, super strong potentially. I think they'd, I think you could use another starter that more than just one here. But uh, in terms of the budget or whatever, I'm not sure that you're able to add like a Snell and an Imanaga and a Josh Hader. That's a lot in average annual value that would push the Giants past the luxury tax threshold, the first tier, which they just don't seem to want to do. And so, but they still have... R- quite a bit of room in order to get there, but just adding like three guys who are going to command somewhat top dollar annually is a lot, but you know, certainly I think two um, could, could happen. But anyway, Josh Hader, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Like if you see the opportunity to add a really good reliever in a market that has not been moving well for these relievers, like none of them are signing, then you can see it happening. And I think the Giants should. I mean, like, you know, go all in on run prevention. Why the heck not? And then lastly, the Giants are again tied to a group of players here. And Passon says, if there's one market that's in danger of collapsing, it's veteran bats, which is surprising considering how few are available to begin with. It turns out, though, even fewer teams are actively trying to fill that hole. The ones that are include the Cubs, Red Sox, Dodgers, Angels, Giants, Mets, Mariners, Blue Jays, Brewers, Marlins, and Diamondbacks. He says that's 11 teams, and we're about to list 12 players who could fit. Let the game of musical chairs begin. The names he mentions then are Teoscar Hernandez, Jorge Soler, J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner, Reese Hoskins, Jock Peterson, Brandon Belt, Harrison Bader, uh, Michael Taylor, Michael A. Taylor, Tommy Pham, Adam Duvall, Eddie Rosario. I still contend that Adam Duvall amongst Giants fans is like the most overrated player in the history of the game. People, I don't like every year this guy is a free agent. And then every year I see tweets throughout the year about how it was like one of the most horrible trades in Giants history. There's the guy's a free agent. He's going to get like a one year three million dollar deal like it's, he's just not that good of a player I'm all due respect I just think it's crazy like he's not he's not as good as many people seem to think that he is but anyway so I don't, I don't think he's a fit I think a lot of these players are not fits for the Giants we're talking defensively throw out Teoscar Hernandez throw out Jorge Soler uh I I'm, I am intrigued by Justin Turner who just continues to be good even though he's 39 the one thing is he can't play shortstop and that's kind of what the Giants need Turner is versatile can play third second and first and can still hit at this age Reese Hoskins also like that becomes interesting but the Giants are deep on you know first base DH guys and also Reese Hoskins isn't known as a good defender either brandon belt like the chances of a reunion there i just don't see it jock peterson i don't see it the one guy i mean if if you're you're just going like hey you're just going to be a dh for us i guess some of these guys could make sense like reese hoskins but i'm he's probably trying to rebuild value as a first baseman um But certain guys like J.D. Martinez understand that they're just just a D.H. at this point. And so I could possibly see that making sense for the Giants. Um, But otherwise, none of these names. Reese Hoskins I like and he is from the area and I believe grew up a Giants fan. And so there's always a possible fit there when that happens, like the rare position player. And he's a good hitter. Um, Defense, though, is not. Great. And probably it's going to take a one year deal, uh, coming off of like a ACL injury that cost him the whole season. He sustained it in spring training, a major knee injury in spring training cost him the whole season in his walk year, which is very unfortunate for him. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show. Hopefully we have some news to talk about. We've also, we're also going to send out a fresh kind of mailbag prompt, So be out on the lookout, be on the lookout for that. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on X at Ben Caspick, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now locked on Giants.